Dr. Crystal here. Did you know that 80% of individuals suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome may not receive an accurate diagnosis? On this episode, we'll uncover the signs and solutions to chronic fatigue. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. I'm Dr. Crystal. Dr. Mike is on vacation, so uh, he's out having fun. I'm here working, but that's okay. We will forgive him. Today is all about uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, otherwise known as myalgic encephalomyelitis. Yes, it is an actual um, disease that is recognized in the medical community, although we call it chronic fatigue syndrome, which, you know, it's a, oftentimes when you hear the word syndrome after a health concern, it, it sometimes means that, uh, that it's not something that's truly recognized in the medical community, but this is one that we, we do know it's real. Uh, we there there are many things about chronic fatigue syndrome that are unknown, but researchers are studying it, and and so I'm here to present some of the research, what we do know about it, and how you can support your body uh, nutritionally to help you to manage chronic fatigue syndrome. So first, let's talk about what is chronic fatigue. We'll also go over, you know, what causes chronic fatigue, different tests, treatments, and of course, nutritional support. So chronic fatigue, it's, it's really when a person has a substantial reduction or impairment in the ability to engage in uh, activity. And this is um, a, a reduction that persists six months or longer. Also, there's poor sleep and you feel tired after you have exerted yourself. And this could be something as simple as um, carrying your groceries in the house or to your car from the grocery store. What's really interesting about chronic fatigue syndrome is you find that the fatigue that occurs does not happen immediately after the exertion, the physical exertion, uh, sometimes 24, sometimes 48 hours after uh, you are tired, you have muscle uh, soreness, aches and pain, and you're trying to figure out, you know, in your mind, what did I do? <laughs> you know, I just feel so bad. And, and it's very likely due to you carrying those groceries to your car. So, you know, to get a diagnosis, you have to have those first three, um, the, the, the reduction or the impairment in activity needs to persist for six months or longer, poor sleep and post-exertional tiredness. And then that can also, uh, uh, what also needs to be involved in order to get uh, what we would call a diagnosis is cognitive impairment or intolerance of upright posture, meaning that let's say if you are in the bed and you sit up uh, or you stand from a seated position, you 
have you you feel lightheaded. Um, so you just have this intolerance of posture. Uh, and other symptoms, cognitive impairment, uh, as I mentioned, um, chronic pain. Some people experience flu-like symptoms um, and ultimately a reduction in the quality of life. And again, this is something that persists for six months or longer. Um, so if you are dealing with that, you're feeling that way, then you should speak to a doctor and bring up the idea, hey, doc, could this be chronic fatigue syndrome? Now, understand when you go to your doctor for your workup, there's no specific diagnostic test. Um, so it is often overlooked. And that's why I'm encouraging you to maybe plant the seed, ask your doctor uh, or, or, you know, have a conversation with your doctor to say, hey, doc, is this what I'm dealing with. Uh, unfortunately, 80% of individuals suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome may not receive an accurate diagnosis. Uh, but according to an Institute of Medicine report, an estimated 836,000 to up to 2.5 million Americans suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome. However, most of those individuals have not been diagnosed. So talk to your doctor if you are dealing with any of these symptoms that, that we've already mentioned, ask your doctor to, to possibly do a workup. Now, of course, your doctor is going to hopefully rule out other potential uh, things that you may be dealing with that could be... Um, that may indicate that maybe it's not chronic fatigue syndrome, such as sleep apnea. So I would encourage you um, to, if you're dealing with these symptoms, uh, have a sleep study done, you know, test your thyroid, get some basic lab work, the uh, a chemistry panel, a CBC panel to see if it's, um, maybe it's anemia, maybe you have B12 deficiency, maybe it's diabetes. So those are other things to potentially think about. Now let's talk about what causes chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, unfortunately, there's no single cause identified, but proposed clauses include, um, maybe it was triggered by a viral infection. Uh, you sometimes see an association with Epstein-Barr virus, uh, cytomegalovirus. Um, you know, someone says, I uh, was diagnosed with mono and I just haven't been the same yet. Um, and so you see these viral-like illnesses appear to precede the onset of chronic fatigue syndrome in about 50% of patients. Um, usually uh, it occurs suddenly with flu-like illness. Um, that's how it's often uh, described. Uh, other new ideas is potentially your tissues are just, they are not getting adequate blood flow. Um, this is reducing blood flow to the brain. So those are some new ideas. Other ideas is mitochondrial dysfunction. Um, where we know the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Maybe that cell is just not able to create energy as efficiently as it needs to. 
uh, potentially allergies or food sensitivities. So those are some other ideas for you to think about. And of course, chronic inflammation. Now, what are the treatments? Let's say you are diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, if, if your doctor feels like uh, the onset was related to a viral infection, then your doctor will prescribe antiviral medications. Um, other treatments, and I, I'm putting those in quotes, you can't see me, because it's really sort of medications or strategies to help you manage the symptoms. Um, so anti-inflammatory or pain medications, this is to help manage muscle or joint pain. Uh, stimulant drugs, of course, that's designed to kind of give you some energy. Um, antidepressants will help with depressive symptoms and, uh, and pain, as well as manage some of the sleep issues that can occur. Cognitive behavioral therapy, um, this is to treat direct symptoms and the consequences of having a chronic illness. So of course, along with chronic fatigue syndrome, that you have depression, there's anxiety, um, you have no energy. Now you're having uh, conflicts uh, in, in different relationships in your life. Um, and so cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, seeing a psychologist can um, maybe a good way to just help you cope. Um, of course, you have no energy, exhaustion, uh, so you can't exercise. Uh, maybe you are afraid that you're going to injure yourself if you exercise. Uh, so a structured exercise program with a, a personal trainer may help you uh, to incorporate what's called graded exercise. This is uh, an exercise program that aims to gradually increase how long you can carry out a physical activity. And so that sometimes includes um, exercises that slowly raises your heart rate, such as um, swimming, wading in the water, or walking. Now, to nutrient solutions. As a doctor of clinical nutrition, um, it's important for me to help um, help my clients and customers identify any nutritional deficiencies. Let's think about what you're eating. Are you eating real food? Are you eating whole food? Um, or are you eating junk? And, and so, you know, a diet analysis is always a good place to start. Think about foundational nutritional support. Are you taking a multivitamin? What about uh, a B complex? The B vitamins are key to providing energy. CoQ10, which is another nutrient that's needed to support mitochondrial energy production. Um, is some research also... Uh, support the use of vitamin C. And a, a nutrient that is particularly interesting is French oak wood. French oak wood, or, or let's talk about oak in general. Oak wood barrels have been used to store alcoholic beverages for a long time. The, the oak contains a type of antioxidant called roburins. These are found only in oak wood, uh, and I'll spell that R-O-B-U-R-I-N-S, and they have an antioxidant effect and an antimicrobial action to protect 
the the alcoholic beverage. Uh, so if you have wine that's stored in oak barrels, cognac, whiskey, it's protecting those beverages from oxidation. But we now know that it can also protect us. And what it's also doing is helping to support the mitochondria, again, those powerhouses in our cells. So it supports a process called mitophagy. That's a process which tells energy inefficient mitochondria. So mitochondria in the body that's just not working efficiently, it's telling them to disassemble and it helps to allow reconstruction of new or more efficient mitochondria in the body. Uh, the French oakwood roburins also support the action of ribosomes. These are cellular protein factories in the body. And there's some really good research with roburins and chronic fatigue syndrome. And, uh, and just to highlight a, a couple of the studies, one study, uh, the participants were provided 200 milligrams of oakwood extract for six months. And there were improvements in weakness and exhaustion, improvements in sleep, improvements in muscle comfort, joint comfort, um, a reduction in headaches. There were less tender lymph nodes in the armpits and neck. And that's with 200 milligrams of this French oak wood extract for six months. Um, there was another study with burnout. You know, you may not have chronic fatigue syndrome, but maybe you are just simply worn out. I'm stretched at all ends of the body, the legs, the arms, uh, and, and you just cannot uh, muster the energy uh, that's needed to sustain what needs to happen in your day-to-day -day life. Um, and so there was a study with 20, uh, 42 surgeons in training and individuals with challenging professional careers, they received 300 milligrams of French oakwood extract per day for four weeks, and it significantly improved the burnout symptoms in comparison to the control group. So that is French oakwood extract. And I know I went over a lot of nutrients. I'll just summarize really quickly. Um, is to, you know, the French oakwood extract 200 to 300 milligrams per day is a good place to, to uh, well, I was going to say a good place to start, but really you should start with the foundational nutrients, the multivitamins, the CoQ10, the B vitamins, and then add in the French oakwood extract if you feel like you need some additional support. Those are things to consider. Uh, Life Extension, our sponsor, actually wrote an article that's kind of highlighting some of the, the things that we discussed today. Um, so if you go to lifeextension.com slash burnout, there's more information for you to read all about, um, you know, solutions for chronic fatigue and burnout. And then that's a lot of information, but what's nice about podcasts, you can always rewind the recording. And, uh, and so thank you so much for listening to Live Foreverish. Again, I'm Dr. Crystal. Um, and head over to liveforeverish.com if you would like to hear other podcasts. Um, and make sure while you're there, you like, subscribe, and share so that you will never miss another episode. For Live Foreverish. Thanks for listening.